Hi everyone and welcome to The Sound Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So let's begin. Hey everyone, welcome back to another channel, another, another. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Sound Seed. Um, it's been a long time, but we have been pondering upon the goodness of God at The Seed. We definitely have not forgotten about um, The Sound Seed recordings, um, and we've just been equipped, you know, by God. He's been building us, shaping us. And we are here, we're here to pull back, we're here to um, talk about, you know, everything that God has been doing in the seed, talk about it together here today. So today I'm joined with um, a few ladies from the seed. Um, ladies, would you please go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi everyone, it's Lisa. Hi hey. Lisa. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ifa here. Hey Ifa. Hey, Ifa. Hey, hey. And it's Princess here, I'm going to be heading the session today. So today we're going to be talking about um, one of the sessions we had um, earlier on in the year where God was speaking about what it means to wait well and what it means to um, wait on him. So just throwing it out, out there, ladies, um, I don't know if you remember much from the session, but I think regardless of how long the session was, it's still, it's still a topic that's still relevant to this day. Yeah. I believe there's still things that we are waiting on and, you know, God is still building us up to be people who know how to wait on him well, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we hear that, that word, waiting, waiting well, waiting in a way that pleases God, what, what comes to mind? Waiting in a way that pleases God, because there's waiting, yeah, and there's waiting in a way that pleases God. Wow. Yeah. So let's go to waiting in a way that pleases God. Wow. The way that it should be. The way it should be. I think it is. Um, sometimes it sounds like a contradiction, mm-hmm. um, but it it can be a place of confidence, um, but uncertainty at the yeah, same time. Definitely. Um, it can be a place of vulnerability but hope at the same time. Um, but ultimately we need to remember that while we wait, it shouldn't be a passive, it shouldn't be a um oh, we'll just see how it goes kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But as we wait we have to remember that our anchor and our hope is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Um so we we are not one to just be tossed around mm. you know like a headless chicken um but ultim- ultimately we are being anchored um and our our weight is our weight is weight has a hope it's not aimless should i say yeah yeah Amen. Um, when you said that when you asked that question um something popped into my mind so i see waiting as an endurance sport so if you can imagine someone doing weights, like a, what do you call them? Those world's strongest man. Weightlifters, yeah. exactly. So when they're, you know, pushing up the, the bar, that's how little I know about the gym, but when they're pushing <laughs> up the weights um, to stand up, that's how I imagine waiting as you're stood up with, like, the weight, as in the heavy weight on you, and you're supposed to stand there. So you're carrying what you're supposed to carry. So that mm. could be whatever it is that God has in front of you that he set for you to do. Yeah. But the thing is, you're stood there and you can't move until he tells you to sort of like mm. let go of it. Yeah. And the whole point of that 
standing there is it builds muscle mm. that's why it's endurance but it's uncomfortable and I think I spoke about this um, a couple of weeks ago but um, lactic acid buildup mm. in your muscles because what, what, what is that lactic acid buildup is as a result of anaerobic respiration. So what is that? <laughs> so English, please. English. So basically, it's what happens when your body um, is has reduced oxygen um, in the process of respiration. Um, okay. So as you can imagine, when you do exercise, you have lactic acid buildup because um, in the production of energy, you have less oxygen mm -hmm. to produce energy. So you produce lactic acid. So that's the burn you feel after you've exercised yes. or during. Mm -hmm. So I imagine waiting is like that, that uncomfortability mm -hmm. of like stu standing there, mm -hmm. waiting on God, but because you're standing there and waiting well, you feel uncomfortable. And that feeling mm -hmm. of being uncomfortable, I think is not so much of a bad thing, but it shows where you're being stretched, yeah. where new muscle is being built. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the bit where I'm deterred from waiting yeah. because it is uncomfortable because you don't know when God is like put the weight down mm. um, but more mm. often than not once you put the weight down it gets replaced this is true wow. I, think, I think there's a fear that story of my life <laughs> I was even saying like is there ever a time where I won't have to wait never we're always waiting for something we're waiting yeah. for the coming of, of Jesus Christ yeah, so exactly. we're always going to be waiting yeah um, but ultimately, there's a fear that, oh God, how long am I going to mm. hold this weight for? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, basically, that's the fear, I think, in some people. Yeah. yeah. But you'll never die under the weight. Amazing. Mm. That's so true. And I think through through everything we've just said now, it shows the heart of God. You know, he's forever seeking for growth in mm -hmm. our life. Yeah. Because um, the same way you said, you know, although it feels uncomfortable, you're actually being built. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's definitely something that just stuck out to me from everything we've said. Um, so thank you, ladies. Um, one thing we also looked at uh, on on that day at the seed where we spoke on Joseph's lives, um, we looked at Joseph. We looked at the different journey that God had taken him through. Mm -hmm. um, we broke it down in three parts. So we looked at his life at home in Canaan mm -hmm. in Genesis 37. We looked at his life in a foreign land. Um, this is where he was taken to Egypt. This was Genesis 39 to 40. Mm -hmm. And then we also looked at his life as Pharaoh's right-hand man yeah. at the very end. Um, and this was in Genesis 41. And we almost just went through each section to almost see um, who, who the man Joseph was. Yeah. So who was Joseph at home when he was with his family in Canaan? Yeah. Who was he? Who was he in Egypt when he was in a foreign land? And who's the Joseph we see at the very end mm -hmm. of the journey he had been on when he was um, now in a place of power, mm -hmm. now Pharaoh's um, right-hand man? So we'll just take those three sections and, you know, talk about them. So the first one, you know, Joseph at home, Joseph with his family, with his brothers, um, you know, what, what sticks out to us about, from what we can remember, um, mm -hmm. you know, Joseph at home, in the midst of his family, he's, he's the child that Jacob loved the most. Yeah. You know, what, what sticks <clears throat> out to us from, from that Joseph? Yeah. I think that Joseph lacked a lot of wisdom. Hmm. Um, slash emotional intelligence. If you, <laughs> <laughs> well, I love yeah. him. Um, because if you actually think about it, if you know that somebody doesn't like you or a group of people don't like you, those are not the people that you go and boast to. Hundred percent. Yeah. 
and especially about something as big as your calling and the things that God has set out before you. Mm-hmm. Those are not the people that you seek um, edification from because you know their heart isn't in the right place. Yeah. Um, so that's why Joseph, every time he had a dream, um, now we know, go and pray about it, go and seek proper counsel. He just went to, he ran to his brothers, the people that hated him the most. Yeah. And was like, I had a dream and I saw sheaves of, um, was it hay? And they were all bowing down to me. I'm like, no, you don't do that. Mm. Um, but that's where he was at home. Mm. I think I'm trying to find the right words to describe yeah. him because the Joseph in his father's house was like a child with a good gift um, placed in the wrong place, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. We'll go with it. But ultimately, it, it it felt as though what he was saying is right, but he lacked the understanding of how to carry it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and That's oftentimes, you know, I don't just read Joseph, but I can read my life. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I can, like, yeah, basically, sometimes we are Joseph, where we have a revelation or we, we get a gift from God, but we don't have the right conduit to carry it through. Yeah. Um, and that's why it was obviously necessary for him to go to different places. But um, yeah, that's what that's what I think of when I think of Joseph. Um, confidence gone wrong, hmm. basically. Wow, confidence gone wrong. Yeah. So he was, yeah, be confident, but then it just turned into arrogance, and it turned yeah. into like boastfulness, turned into so many different things. Um, probably didn't even he probably didn't even know he was doing it. Yeah. But immaturity speaks a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> immaturity can be shouted. A big one. Um, one thing I also remember um, putting down was just a lack of self-awareness. He just wasn't mm. aware of himself or his surroundings. Yeah. Um, wisdom that was still being built in him. Discernment as well, to the point where, you know, speaking to his brothers, opening up about the dreams wasn't enough. He even spoke to his father and his father was like, you know, you know, how can you think, hold me, I will be bound down to you as well. Mm. So it was like, dream after dream but he didn't get the message that Mm -hmm. perhaps even if this is what God is saying perhaps Mm -hmm. these are not the people you need it's not for now Mm -hmm. you know the wisdom the wisdom to know that okay this is what God is saying but it's still it's still something that has been cooked up it's not this is not the time Mm -hmm. to share it this is not the time to almost put it in the hands of these people because Mm -hmm. That happens to us in life 100%. so many different times where we're so quick to share what God is putting in our heart mm-hmm. and a lot of the times a lot of dreams are killed before, before, before they can the, even be birthed. Yeah, before yeah. they can even be birthed. Because imagine you're speaking to someone who I guess you hold so daily what they have to say and they're like, No, I don't think mm. they almost talk you out of it. Mm-hmm. And because you've not spent enough time letting God do the work he wants to do you almost run with that. Yeah, 100%. What I was going to say as well is that we need to remember that discernment is a learned process. Mm. Yes, God is giving you this. Yes, God is revealing this. Um, but it takes discernment to know when it's going to happen or when you should actually move. Yeah. Mm. Um, so oftentimes, God is good at telling you where you're going to be um, or telling you what is going to happen. Um, but we need to take the time to use his word for clarity, use mm. his word to sharpen us, use his word to be a means of discernment of who to speak to, when to speak to them. Because, again, immaturity is loud. You can see it because sometimes it's seen in your excitement and you just yeah. go and tell the wrong people and they're like, huh? No, nah, that can't be you. Like, 
in year 10 yeah. go and sit down you know like you don't even have a qualification go and sit down so like, yeah but god has told me this it's just like yeah but we can't see it so it's not going to happen mm. and ultimately you don't run on man's timing you run on god's timing and we need to yes have excitement but also pair that with intelligence and pair yeah. that with discernment yeah to know how to go about what has been revealed to us yeah, yeah. and as we wait true. as well yeah i like what you said that the sermon is built from a place of interaction with the word of mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. and not interaction with people that's yeah. right because we see it in the life of joseph like he was trying to get some sort of affirmation yeah. he probably thought i need to see, based on how these people respond mm. i would know whether to take this seriously or not you know, if my father's happy, then surely this is something God's going to do. Mm. And it's that reminder of, you know, the sermon is something that needs to be built in us, needs to be learned. And we can only exercise, we can exercise it with people, but it needs to be built through the words of God, Hallelujah. through the word of God. Amen. Amen. Okay, Amen. so let's look at um, Joseph in Egypt. You know, he started off in Potiphar's house. And then he went to prison and then he ended up in Pharaoh's house. So what do we see from his time in Egypt before he became prime minister there? Who's the Joseph we see there? I've seen Joseph in training. Mm. Um, One thing that springs to mind is when um, he's um, Pharaoh's... Is it Potiphar's wife? Potiphar's wife, yeah. Potiphar's wife um, seduces him, but... I remember um, learning that it was a lot of like a lot of times she did it like constantly, yes. constantly. Can you imagine someone constantly badgering you um, for something to breaking to cave in? And really I think that that, that for him was like um, probably like. No, say no, say no, say no, say mm. no, say no, run away, run away, run away, no, no. But come, um, can you imagine saying no so many times? No to flesh, no to emotions, no to everything. Um, <laughs> something that you could have but no one would know about is, say, is saying no to it. Um, and that speaks of like learning integrity as mm. well. And I think, um, especially in the workplace, I'm always reminded my boss may not see me, but God sees me. Yeah. That's right. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. And it's like small decisions like that that no one sees speaks loudly of like the God that you believe in and the God that you serve yeah. because um, on the outside people are like, oh, this person's a good Christian or this person does good. Mm. Um, but when no one sees you, what is it that you do? What what do you what do your actions say Behind about? Behind closed doors. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Joseph. I think you said it really well. Joseph in training, hundred um, percent. Hundred percent. I don't know if he still um, believed that he was going to see what he had seen before, mm. or see the fulfillment of what had been revealed to him. But I think I, I'm just thinking about the character um, character traits that were, you know, molded in him mm-hmm. that were going to be necessary, mm-hmm. um, not just to be a prime minister, but to be a Christian in this day and age. Yeah. You know, resilience things mm-hmm. like that, integrity, yeah. um, keeping to your word, mm-hmm. um, being a, a, a man or woman of honour, something that would um, propel him um, into where he needed to be. And that, that's what I think of when I think of Joseph in part of his house. Yeah. yeah. I think another thing that comes to mind is when it comes to, one thing I've realised is that when it comes to God and him doing a work in you, he tends to almost 
call you to a place of just separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It separates you from a lot of familiar grounds, mm-hmm. um, especially where it, you're coming from a place where there's a lot of strong influence over you. Because if you think of somebody like Joseph, Jacob had Jacob and Joseph were pretty close. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times where his brothers will go out hunting, Joseph will stay. He would yeah. stay with um, Jacob. So they built a solid relationship. And you can almost... I almost I still see the same Joseph, but now that he's been stripped of Jacob, he's been stripped of his brother, I see him almost being that son that he was to Jacob. I see him being seeing God as the father now mm. and being, you know, God's son. So the same desire he had to please his father, you know, in the little things, he almost felt the need to report any little thing his brothers did. If they were doing wrong, he reported it back to um, his father, you see him now, you know, in a place of um, not isolation, just a foreign land and mm-hmm. a known place. And he still has that desire to almost please. But now, because he's been stripped of familiar ground, you see him building a relationship with God. You know, it talks about how everything, you know, Joseph did, the Lord was with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he was prosperous and everything. And Potiphar noticed that. And that's why, you know, he went on to promote him before, you know, this allegation came from Potiphar's wife. Mm-hmm. And um, I even spoke about how, you know, even what Joseph said when Potiphar's wife tried to come at him, that I, how can I do such an evil thing against God? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you see someone who has now been taken from a place of not just building a relationship with family and people around him that he knows. Well, he I believe he thought at some point in his life his, his brothers loved him until... They showed, you know, mm-hmm. there was a hidden, <laughs> hidden agenda. <laughs> hidden agenda. Um, so you really see God take that position mm. and really just fill him up to the point where he's able to say that, you know, like what Lisa said, I'm put in a position where I could honestly do what I want and I could get away with it. Nobody would really know because when she came at him that time, it said there was nobody there. Well, he he said, "How can I do such an evil thing? Mm. If not that, I'm not thinking. If I if I push Potiphar away, he acknowledged that Potiphar had been a good man. He said, but if I push him to one side, how can I do such an evil thing mm. against God? Yeah, he's so aware of God's presence. He's aware of God's presence now. So we see we see we see growth. Yeah, from Canaan living with his family, where mm. he was almost dependent on." Um, his father and everything his father would do for him and give him mm-hmm. because he was ju- he was pretty much the baby of the house um, so he was I'd probably say spoon fed with everything he didn't mm-hmm. have to go out and work you know Jacob would be my son please stay you don't have to do the hard work you just stay and relax so I, you can see how he's been built to stand on his own he's been built to rely on god because with the with the israelites with the children of god they always would have passed down the knowledge of god to their children so i believe he knew about god but it almost i have a picture in my mind of you know when you're born into a christian home but it's like oh the god of my parents mm. but you don't you've not come to a place where you can say he's my wow. god mm-hmm. but you're seeing that he, he almost because I think even in my life I've seen that because I went through a season where it was more the God of my parents you know I, I would talk about him but I would always refer to the experience my parents have had with him mm-hmm. to the point where a time of separation came and I think when when you're around a place of such great influence and God is trying to reach out to you he tends to separate you he yeah. tends to just call you out a place of separation where if he speaks to you he knows that 
there's not going to be somebody else that's counteracting what he's mm. saying or there's not going to be another voice that you know seems stronger to you in that moment yeah. until you've been built up and you mm. see that happening yeah. so immediately you're already seeing that growth mm. because he, the 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 what he's seen as a foreign land it's actually a position it's actually a place that it's filled with purpose. It's a yeah. divine place that God has placed him in. Mm. You know, I'm reminded of Esther for such a time as this, you know, <laughs> yeah. a time as this where God has purposed in his heart that this is a time I want to build my son. Mm. And it's a place that God has already prepared for him mm. even before, before, you know, he sent him there. I'm reminded of something if I always says, you know, if God is calling you to a place, it's because he's already been there and he mm. knows. So he's already gone ahead of Joseph. Mm. We see and he's prepared everything because there are things that he's put in place to build him up. Mm. You know, if it's if, if it's st- emotional strength, you know, we might see Potiphar's wife as, oh, Jezebel, we need to pray for her, that kind of thing. But, you know, what's to say she's not been placed there to build emotional strength in Joseph? Because if, if she had not ri- risen up like that, we wouldn't have heard Joseph say, you know, how can yeah. I do this? Mm. How, how can I do this against my God? So a lot of the times we're so quick to say, oh, the devil's moving. The devil's doing this. Well, why don't we open our eyes and see what God is actually doing? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really, it's an eye-opener. It's really an eye-opener. And then finally, let's look at um, Joseph as the prime minister. So this is at the very end. His brothers are here now. You know, he's, he's met with his brothers. Um, you know, he's come out of prison and an opportunity has come. He's been given an opportunity for Pharaoh to almost seek his help. And he's been able to um, interpret Pharaoh's dream. Not just interpret, because Pharaoh didn't actually tell him the dream. You know, he had to go back and seek the face of God. God told him the dream and also told him the interpretation and he brought it um, to Pharaoh. So, you know, who's the Joseph we see there? Hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. Who's that Joseph? Hmm. I think the, the ending of that story, there's a lot of reconciliation. Yeah. Um, where Joseph basically has a choice, as he's always had a choice all the way through. Mm where he can either acknowledge what God has done or go back to the hurt of the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think sometimes in our lives, especially when we look at the things that we've been through, the things that have caused us pain, um, we can either look back on them and think, wow, God, you've been amazing and been faithful. Or you can look back on them and think, I can't believe I went through that. I can't believe how much pain it caused me. Um, And I think for... Joseph, when his brothers came and um, he forgave them, even they didn't believe that he would forgive yeah. them. To the point where he said, "Our dad's dying wish was that you would <laughs> forgive us," and you know, even they wouldn't believe it. But it shows how divine, how divine and how pure God's love yeah. is, because that's the work of God in someone's heart, where they can forgive the way that God does. Yeah. To the point where. Joseph, um, Joseph's brothers didn't owe him anything. Mm-hmm. Um, taking that position mm-hmm. in um, Joseph's life as a, a fully fledged member of his family, not mm-hmm. a servant, um, not someone cast out that he would just give food to um, mm-hmm. on the one occasion, but a fully fledged member. And it shows the, the true and deep work of God that goes beyond um, what you've been through in the circumstance because mm-hmm. God owned this. Yeah. God owned all of it. And he made sure that he um, he was signed, sealed, and delivered, like stamped on the life of Joseph um, to the point where 
Um, Joseph's son is called Ephraim, and Ephraim means God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Um, and that is exactly what happened, and that is his testimony that he left with, that God made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Yeah. Not the fact that I was sold into slavery <laughs> slavery by my, my brothers. Brother. Yeah. I was tempted. I was locked in prison for many years. I had a dream, didn't see it fulfilled. But he says, and that's his testimony, that God mm. has made me fruitful in the mm. land of my affliction. Yeah. And I think he named his season really well, wow. rather than um, just wallowing in self-pity and hatred. But he went with what God had actually done within that season. He had yeah. vision to see reconciliation truth and that's the amazing thing that God does he takes us through really tough and really tricky times but he owns it and he gives us a new name for it mm. wow that's good gives us a new name for it that's that's really good um so I guess let's let's just define weight and well now Waiting that we've well. gone through mm. Joseph mm. we started with it we've spoken about Joseph now let's let's define it for for ourselves now yeah. so um I'll speak for me so princess what does waiting well mean for me mm. um it means choosing to um see God's perspective um in everything um, like Lisa said earlier on, Joseph could have easily chosen to have, you know, a negative perspective and just been like, you know, the worst has happened to me, you know, I've been sold to slavery, my life is over, that kind of thing. And you would have seen how that approach would have affected everything yeah. that he had done. It would affect yeah. his attitude throughout that season of waiting. Um, so I think for me, that willingness to just go to God, God change my perspective in areas yeah. where what I'm seeing in this season does not align with what you're trying to show me, mm. I want to wait well. So if there needs to be a shift, let it be. Mm. If there needs to be a shift, let it be. Mm. So that's what waiting well means to me. Mm. Effa, what oh, does waiting well mean to you now? Um, I think, again, I feel like <laughs> there's a lot of contradictions, but yeah. to me, it feels like um, being content, mm. but also being hopeful mm. and having a good balance of both. So I don't want to get to a place where, oh, I just hate where I am. Duh, 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 duh. Um, but I want to be content in where I am, um, be content in the people that he's called me to, be content in the things that I'm learning yeah. through um, where I am, but also being hopeful for what is to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, God can give us the right temperament yeah. um, to know how to do that. But ultimately, it's um, a good balance of contentment and hope. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Amazing, thank you for that. Lisa, what does waiting well mean for you? Um, I think waiting well for me, um, just based on what we've spoken about, one word that jumped out to me was discernment. Mm. Mm. Um, Discerning um, the different times and the seasons, because sometimes I'm a doer. I'm like, idea, go. (laughs) (laughs) Now. I'm just like, now. I think that's why I finished my room so quickly. Uh. Because I'm a, I think I was raised in a home where everything was really slow paced and, you know, promises were made and they just never happened. So Mm. my disposition is once I, when I want to do something, I want to do it. I'm able to do it. So I'm going to do it. It's in my means. So I'm going to do it. But God's way is like, oh, patience, we're going to work this in you. Whoa, we're going to work this in you. Just because you can and just because you have the means, um, if I've not said yes, then no. If I've said wait, wait. Do you know what I mean? Discerning the 
the tempo of God mm. and his weight and his stop and his go mm. um, and all of that stuff. So um, discerning um, what God is wanting to do in the time of waiting and everything. Amen. Amen. This has been such an amazing session, yeah. everyone. Yes, it has. Um, and I, I can only but pray that everyone um, who listens to this um, podcast will be blessed. Mm. Um, I really want us to end with a prayer. Uh, so I'll go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. And in this time, we're just, we just turn our hearts to you. And we pray that in any season that you've called us to, um, and any season of waiting where, where, where we find ourselves, um, and for every life that will be listening, and for everyone here, for myself, for Ifa, for Lisa, we pray, Father, that, Lord, you will help us to wait well, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And for as many of us who are um, struggling to wait, we ask, Lord, that you release your strength upon us, um, that we would choose to um, see things through your light, through your perspective, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.